What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green back with more Inside the Green Room. My co-host, Harrison Sanford. We are welcomed by the one and only, one of the greatest teammates I've ever had, Jared Dudley. Welcome back, my dog. Um, it's been a pleasure. How things been going, man? I know you had some, uh, heard you had a little injuries here and there. What's going on? How's the road been for you? Yeah, man. Glad to be back on the show. First time, you know, last year was uh, definitely an epic one. People, people really remember. We're talking about Rondo being key to the championship. Uh, but for me, man, everything's been good. I can't complain. Uh, we're playing well. Uh, another chance to be able to, you know, repeat. Um, I had a little dust up injury in my calf. Is just all it is is old age. Put old age to the, you know, right of the column. Uh, but nah, man, we we, we working. Um, it's hard because you can't really work. You, you, no one's really practicing. I mean, if you are, I, I don't know how you're doing it. But for us, it's film. It's going over. It's just film, film, film. And you know how it is when you're on the vet team. It's easy to, you know, take it from the film to the court. We get started. Um, this is year 14 for you? 14. How many more do you think, how many did you plan on playing when you first started and how many more do you plan on playing now? Now first, when I was a kid and you know, junior high, high school and going into college, stuff like that, my goal was to play 10 years in the NBA. And it's so funny because when you get to the NBA, most people don't know this, 10 year is the full max pension. So it makes sense, right? You, you, if you play 20 years, it doesn't matter. You, you make the same pension from 10 to 20, it doesn't really matter. So that's one. Now, what people you know don't realize, the older you get, it's not really about you, it's about your family and your kids. So I have a, you know, a youngest son who's nine, a daughter of 11, another daughter who's six. My son, I'm trying to somewhat inspire him. So I would love to play one more year, 15. Hopefully we can get this you know, <clears throat> coronavirus gone, fans. I want him one one last year so he knows that I couldn't do more than that. Sometimes they boot you out. They might try to boot me out this year, but I just think that, you know, you need vets to be able to help out in the locker room, man. And I think if it's not with the Lakers, uh, I believe that there's a team out there that will respect what I can do and help that locker room. And I would love to see my son, you know, maybe even travel to some games. Like I, I, I want that my last hurrah, him to be heavily, heavily involved. And then so after that coaching, would you still want to try to be a part of that? You think you can still give him that type of experience as a coach? It's, it's coach or GM. That's what it is. And I'm leaning towards coaching um, just because if you get fired, you can be an assistant. I can, you know, I can go into TV. General manager is a little bit different. <laughs> uh, you know, I would, I would prefer to be able to control the team like a general manager. But it's different because you now once you get fired from being a GM, can you be an assistant GM? It's tough, man. And, and you got to work your way up just like coaching. Um my personality's fit for both. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm on the phone. I talk to my agent. I talk to players. Even I'm just intrigued about uh, about free agency, about deals getting done under the table, over the table. You know how it all goes. I like stuff like that. I like the Jerry Maguire movies and stuff like that. The coaching, the coaching is like, hey, I can have impact on you. Like, listen, I can tell you why you're not playing. I, I, I'm trying to help you further on your career. Some players don't get it. Some players do. Um, and, and you can, the winning, you can feel it more. You know, Frank Vogel to Rob Palenka, they both probably feel it. But Frank Vogel, when that champagne's coming down and he's doing the X's and O's, I think he feels just a little bit more. Here's a clip from our episode last year with Lakers assistant coach Phil Handy and Quinn Cook honoring Kobe. Of course, I remember this is probably the first biggest shot I ever made in my, my career. Lakers lead by one. Green will fire early and hit it. Green hits a three, and it's a two-point spur lead with 9.3 remaining. Popovich deceived me. He said everyone's going to expect it to be with Tony Parker. So what do I do? Run a screen for Danny Green and you talk about drilling a three-pointer. Well, luckily I did. And um, after the celebrations, I almost swung and I almost hit him. 
<laughs> I, when I was fist pumping, I almost, I almost punched him. I was like, oh, shit. I almost punched Cole. <laughs> this could have been bad. <laughs> he dropped 60 on you but, next um, time you see you after yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I remember I talking to him briefly after that, that moment. He said, that's a tough shot. There's a lot of balls, man. He said that to me, and I was like, Thank you. Man. <laughs> you know, I didn't know how to. You know, I'm thinking like, thank you, Mr. Bryant. You know, like, like, I'm just like. Uh, so I do want to talk about the changes for you guys uh, this upcoming for this season so far and, and how that's played out. But before we do that, one of the reasons why we invite you back for the show because we are nearing and I believe when we air this, it's going to be the anniversary of Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant and the other passengers on that helicopter. It's going to be the anniversary of their passing, um, and you'll be playing the 76ers. Ironically. Uh, the last time that you guys were in Philadelphia, you got on, you played against the 76ers, you lost that night, took a flight the next morning and heard that unfortunate news. Uh, we're getting real close to that moment. Now, how are you and the team embracing uh, how it's been almost a year now from Kobe Bryant's passing? Man, it was crazy because obviously, you know, before the pandemic, it, it hit us so tough in the sense that, you know, obviously him being a Laker, but him personally having strong ties relationships with not only the general manager, our head trainer, Judy, our security team, Robert Laura, it, the list goes down of how it was. So from an emotional standpoint, it was a difficult time for us to be able to get through it. And if, you know, and I, I would say, luckily we had a pandemic to either somewhat take your mind off and also hit a reset because at this time we're going to all arenas. They're doing tributes for him. They're chanting his name. And to be honest with you, I don't know about Danny. I felt added more added pressure for that year to do it, to win a championship. It was, you could feel it. You could, you, people were doing the whispers behind it. Uh, we talked about it. And if you don't think that wouldn't have played a huge factor, you'd be kidding yourself for that. But I think coming into this year, it is a different team, but you still have your same leadership. Um, you, you know, time heals everything. And obviously it hasn't been that long. It's only been a year. Um, I follow his wife, I, it's, it, Vanessa. It's phenomenal that what she does and the posting and that. And if she can be strong and she can show that for that, that's, it, it shows us, it gives us, you know, it gives us strength to be able to do that. And that's what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to honor, we, you know, we still give everything to Kobe. We're still fighting for him, fighting for his legacy. That's all you can do when someone passes is keep their name and, and, and keep the legacy going. We all follow Vanessa and she is amazing. And you like, like Duds was saying, man, every arena we, we went into, it was kind of like reliving it again. Um, Cause it said every fan, every chant, they had all of the, the things for Kobe everywhere we went in the, in the arena. So I guess that reset um, kind of did help a little bit, even though it was unfortunate, it kind of right. helped us, uh, I guess, take a little bit of edge off, a little bit of pressure of going to every arena and having to play for Kobe every night and, and night out. I mean, I'm sure you guys still do. Um, and I'm sure leaving Philly last year was crazy. Ron just passing him. And I guess just speaking to him and we were on the plane, everybody getting the news. And when we touched down, um, a lot of emotions postponed the next game. Then we had the, the video tribute. We had to play against Portland. Um, it was a wild range of emotions throughout that whole week. Um, so it, it was tough, man. It was draining. Um, but like I said, like, like Duds was saying, we were doing everything possible, not just in the Lakers organization, but every organization, the whole basketball community. It's a fraternity in the NBA uh, to keep his name and his legacy alive and, and, and strong. Um, but man, you're seeing it with tattoos. You're seeing it with tattoos. You're seeing it with the shoes. You're seeing like, man, listen, like, yeah. man, 
it's huge, man. I, I had to throw that in there because of just, uh, I mean, I, I see players, Jordan Clarkson to Braun, people like, you know, uh, PJ Tucker, like the impact Kobe had on people's lives, man, it's phenomenal. And, and you see it now with the artwork people are getting. Inside the Green Room is now on social media at Green Room Inside on Twitter and on Instagram at Inside Green Room. Make sure you follow us. Now back to the show. Last year, we were a title contender, right? Yes. This year, you guys are a title favorite. Um, what are you noticing some of the difference from, you know, last year and this year and how you guys are embracing that and how you guys are, I guess, conducting uh, with the new group? I would say first thing first is confidence wise. Uh, I thought like we were a confident team last year. There were stuff, you know, you know, we, when we went to Vegas, we were trying to figure it out. We're not trying to figure it out right now. Like in a way, in a sense, is we have our core and our guys. They know Bron has now played with AD. He's confident. KCP's confidence. I mean, he's leading the league in three-point shooting. Is that you remember last year? He couldn't make a shot, right? In the first 15 games or whatever, however it may be. Now he can't miss a shot. And that's all it is. It's confidence. We had he we he'd hit the big shots in the big games. You had that. And we added players that were two, you know, six man and runner up. So if anything, now we're trying to incorporate incorporate them. Where hey, listen, this is our style. You got to fit into it. Like and, and and so for that, it's been easy. I would say there's been bumps in the roads, which you know, Schroeder trying to find a balance of scoring to passing. Like hey, listen, you, if you're a starter, your job is to get Anthony Davis going. LeBron doesn't need any more help. Anthony Davis is the key defensively. You got to be our Avery Bradley esque pick up full court and he's done that the last three four games so he's really the rondo x factor this year is dennis schroeder we win a championship if dennis schroeder plays at a high level that's my personal opinion and it's you could say it's pressure on him yes it is pressure on him it's pressure on us to get him there it's pressure on that montrez is perfect what he's done uh we still have keith and the biggest thing that you know there's, there's been whispers this kid taylor Taylor Tucker, yeah. bro. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's got to play. I don't know what Frank Vogel, Rob Palenka got to do. This kid has to play. He's got to play now. It's ridiculous. His scoring ability. He brings a facet to the game that we don't have. His confidence. I know his man just turned 20. And I'll be shocked if he's not the starting starter next year. I'm throwing oh, that out sure. there. Right now. Nah, he's, wow. a, he's talented, man. That kid's got it. And you know when a kid's yes. got game. And I I agree with you, man. He's tough. And I said, I agree with you with being X Factor for sure. But I also think Case Kenny, big shout out to Kenny, who's been shooting it well, man. He's yeah. been doing it in LA. Um, ups and downs, a lot of downs, but he's he's at a great place right now. And I think he's definitely that. I yep. think as, as well as he's plays him, as long as, as well as Shorter, but as well as he plays as far as you guys go. Um, but so you, it's, but, it's, it's but if you look at it like this, though, for him, when he struggled last year, he was on the second unit. Every Bradley was starting. It was you guys, right? And so now, when you play with AD and Braun, you're going to get looks. Now, we all know it's a make or miss league. You get it? But it's a lot easier when you got two, three passing the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's to make it a lot easier confidence. And what he's doing is he, you know, he adds a dimension on the fast break. He's so, you know that he, he's so fast. He got no breaks. And so he gets two <laughs> or three layups a game and that helps your shooting. So I, I, I've now got to the point where I think, I think we know what to expect with him. Uh, and so for the most place, I, I'm excited about that, but you're right though, man, you know, everyone, everyone's a factor, but to me, Schroeder's the key, the key. You guys are now the favorite, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Nets are making moves. Uh, yeah. So what was the vibe like in the group chat when the trade went down? What were you guys thinking, looking at what was what was the 
uh, I guess the feel, the energy of, of the, that movement. I mean, you know what Marquise says. Once again, it's on. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, we, we, you, you, you see it. You got to respect it because we just, we just expedited the trade, the way we beat Houston down so bad. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you saw the press conference. Listen, he's like, yo, I, I can't win. And listen, <laughs> the way we played, we we all understood. But like, we, we was locked in because that was the first game that we played with fans. Like they had like they had like four thousand fans. So we walked in, you know, Houston. If you, if you ever been to a game in Houston, it's really Laker Nation. So we yeah. walked in like, yo. Or, so then you got LeBron being the entertainer. He's strutting his shoulders. You got AD Duncan, KCP hitting threes, and you got Laker Nation going crazy. Bron throwing shoes in the crowd. Like, oh, okay, all right, are right, we ready to roll? We are ready to roll today. And so uh, to be there and to beat them, you know, now it's different. When you go to team, when you go to a road game, you play them twice back to back. So you're in the city three, four days. You beat someone twice. You could just you can feel it. And so uh, um, we know what Kyrie and KD brings. Uh, I believe that, that that they're you know they'll be there in the finals. That's me personally. I just think when you have so much talent like that. Now that being said, is I thought Milwaukee was going to be in there last year, and it shocked me that Miami beat them. To me personally, so this is this is a, a you know basketball is the only is the only sport to me is the best team always makes it because you got to beat them four out of seven. So it's interesting, but man, I mean. I can't wait to play it, man. I want to see it. I, I, I want. I'll give give them 15, 20 games, get them going. You know, I'll, I'll call you. Let me. You can give us a scout. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all looking forward to that game and see how. And I think everyone see how it works. You know, how well they figure it out. But uh, H, go ahead, man. Like, go ahead, ask yeah. your question. That's yeah, all good. Yeah. So I was actually in the arena last year when you guys were in Philadelphia. And that game did not go well for you guys, Jared, as the Lakers. Uh, there were a lot of turnovers, and that's the one thing that you guys excelled in uh, last year, transition offense. And that's one thing uh, that the Sixers now are excelling in is transition offense. Ben Simmons is, can dominate the ball and, and kind of really with Seth Curry and Danny, Danny running to the corners and Shake and all those guys. I know you're a student of the game. What is your evaluation of how the Sixers have looked so far? I mean, well, let's just be honest. No one was beating the Sixers in Philly last year. What was their record, like 28-2 and two or something like that? Like they, I mean, at home, like, it's hard to win there. Their crowd, I know, because they hate me there. Ever since my Brooklyn days, like, listen, they got an amazing crowd uh, when you're playing well. You know what I'm saying? So the, to, for, the key now, I think, for them is they've added shooting. They brought Danny, Seth Curry. I love Thibel defensively. Shake Milton's playing at a whole, that's the X factor now, right? So he's going to create a shot. He can score. And Joel Embiid, I think for the first time in his career, showing you that he's an MVP candidate. I know you, you, you heard about it last year, but an MVP candidate that does it consistently. And so far this year, he's consistently played at a high level. He's been available, which is crucial. So for us, uh, it starts with transition defense. We know Ben Simmons, even last year, the three-point shooting has the best, highest three-point uh, three-point percentage in transition. How can we load to him, but yet get out to three-point shooters? It's one of the hardest things to do. Um, that's why we brought Gasol. Gasol's one of the best post defense in the NBA. He, we brought him for guys like Joel Embiid and Jokic. So we'll see that. There won't be too many doubles. It'll be hard digs, and can you score over him? And you know, uh, and so that's what that's you know that's a, a, a important factor when it comes to that. And then. Uh, um, it's our bench, man. You know, our, our bench has played well. You know, when you have to go against, you know, LeBron comes out shorter. I mean, someone comes in, LeBron hits the second unit and he plays with Markeith and he plays with uh, Montez Harrell. Montez Harrell's a beast, man. Like, 
for on our team, for you to get post-ups and ISOs, you better be effective when you have AD and Braun out there. And he gets five, six a game. So uh, it's going to be interesting, man. We've been blowing people out. We've been having a lot of rest. And so it's good. I like to see the games where I like to see close games, physical games. And hopefully that Philly game is one where you got to have those type of, you know, battle tested games. So it's going to be interesting, to be honest. Coming off the time in uh, Toronto, I think uh, Joel and Danny, you remember this. Uh, Joel struggled with Marcus Gasol. Uh, obviously, Joel yes. is a better player now. And so it will be very interesting to see Wednesday night uh, how he looks against Marcus Gasol because that was the one player that Nick Nurse tried to mesh his minutes with when it really For mattered. Sure. And that made a big factor in how that series played out. Joel knows that. And he knows that Mark is a tough matchup for him because Mark is actually 7'2", long arms. He's not one of those guys. He's smart. He's not one of those guys who can pump fake and draw fouls on like he does his other guys. So nope. he's going to have to yeah. work. He's going to have to you know, use around him, get to a shot. Use, you know what I'm saying? He's got to you know, be very strategic with how he attacks Mark. Um, hopefully try to take his feet a little more. Um, that he's a little older, but Mark still moves his feet pretty well and plays really good defense at 7'2". uses length, and it's hard to get you know, shots over him. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I got to text, text Dwight, though. Uh, you guys got your rings? Are you, are you, are you guys waiting? Dwight, you know, Rondo, Dwight Rondo wanted his, his ring. Yeah, Dwight got his. I'm waiting though. I, Wait. I'm not. I have. I'm gonna wait too. I got my, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting. That crowd. I'm waiting to get I, that. I want, so for yeah. you, you gotta wait for two of them. You gotta wait for Toronto too, right? I, I want the yeah. crowd for both. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know if I can wait any longer for Toronto, man. I'm gonna have to get that in Tampa. Um, yeah. Because I don't know when we're gonna go back to Canada. I don't know when Canada's gonna open up again. That's true. Um, That's true. Show them about uh, California. LA, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know which world we're living in. You know which world yeah. we're living in. Uh, Jab, before we before we let you go, uh, as we referenced last year a lot during this episode and this interview, uh, you I know your work. You've worked on a book. Uh, your time in the bubble. Can you just tell everybody uh, what you've worked on? And obviously, what happened last year is historic. So I'm happy that you were able to catalog it in your own voice. And that's. And that's really, I mean, every player, you get so much different, you know, people coming at you of, hey, you want to talk about this? You want to talk about that? Amazon, which speaks for itself, you know, reached out and said, do you want to talk about your time in the bubble? And the reason why this one is going to be a little bit different, because you can do the audio, too. I actually narrate. I'm the narrator of it. I'm the one breaking it down where it talks about Philly. It talks about that plane. It's an in-depth where without breaking, you know, a code of giving every single information, I give a lot. I give a lot of attention to detail where I think it's important for fans of how we figured out, which some of the stuff is already out. Some of the stuff is not mostly. I know it features the bubble. That's the whole thing inside the bubble. But we talk about that. that I talk about that plane ride home. When we find out about Kobe's death, I talk about uh, potential the strike or the boycott of the games inside the bubble where you know, the, the, the black uh, the black gentleman was shot. And we we're thinking about, but I think it was in Wisconsin at that time. And, and how, yeah, Blake, yeah, for sure. And how we were not, we think about not playing. Conversations I have with LeBron, um, how Bron, how Bron is inside the, you know, how he is in the bubble. Cause let's just be honest. You want to know when you're talking about the NBA bubble, you want to know about the Lakers championship. You want to know about stuff about LeBron and you want to know. And so I, I, I dive into it. Uh, comes out February 2nd. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this. Uh, talk about Danny, talk about us in the playoffs. Um, and a little sneak preview is when we lose game five to Miami. And I would tell, and, and I think Danny would agree to this one, how intense that film session to practice was the day before we blow them out and win the championship. And if you could, you're, you're going to be able to feel it in my voice of, 
of, of how serious it was like literally the one time I could say everyone was so mad and serious about the way we lost that game. Cause we were supposed to win and go party that night. But for us to have to come back and stay in that bubble another day, how mad we were and how locked in you knew it was going to be a blowout. And so, so that's just a, a preview of what's going on, man. It's going to be crazy. Man. It's going to be a lot of stuff that I think even, you know, I talk about Dwight Rondo, people being stubborn, how we had to get it. a lot of differences in how, you know, just a brotherhood and us getting so close and winning a championship. Well, congrats, man. That's dope, man. I appreciate you joining yeah. us on the show, man. Always a pleasure, man. Um, where can these people find this and pick this up or get this? Is this Amazon? It's on Amazon. Amazon, February 2nd. You're going to see it. It's going to be all over. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go my little uh, media tour here. So obviously follow me on uh, Giardelli10 Instagram. Jaredelli619 Twitter, but trust me, it won't be hard that hard to find. I appreciate you, my brother, man. Get back to your football, appreciate man. Appreciate you, Jared. Up, man. Much love. Anytime, always, fellas. Good luck. Good luck. Bye, Stay bro. healthy.